KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Remember early last year when the GameStop stock went through the roof powered by people from the Reddit forum Wall Street Bets? We wanted to revisit what happened, see if it's still happening, and if there have been any ripple effects. Our guest is Dr. Samuel Rosen. He is an assistant professor of finance at Temple University's Fox School of Business. So to remind people, I guess it was about 16 months ago, uh, if I remember correctly, January of last year, where there was this odd situation, and I say odd to the layman, where stocks specifically for like GameStop all of a sudden went bonkers, and it turned out that it was a a bunch of Reddit users behind it. Kind of lay out what happened. Yeah, no, it was an an interesting time in the market for sure. And and the, the, the story definitely captured, I think, a lot of media attention. And the basic idea of what happened was uh, at least originally the I'll call it the the original meme stock, if you will, was GameStop, where retail investors uh, coordinating or I can maybe coordinating is not the right word. Retail investors uh, discussing uh, through forums such as uh, Reddit devised these investment theses that essentially looked at a company that the market seemed to have written off as being you know close to bankruptcy. So if you looked at the stock of GameStop in the, GameStop in the summer of 2020, it was under $5 at the time uh, with a lot of negative viewpoints. And these retail investors essentially saw some fundamental value that they believed that the market wasn't capturing. And so there's these posts in the, the summer of 2020 and throughout the fall arguing that this stock actually should be worth more. But then what happened was that the kind of enthusiasm for this trade basically took a life of its own. And you saw a lot of retail investors, perhaps combined with the pandemic and the rise of uh, Robinhood as a trading app that lowered transaction costs, suddenly got involved in trading in this one specific stock. And the thing about the stock market is that it's not infinitely liquid. And if you have a bunch of influx of new traders buying and trying to push a, a stock in a particular direction, that actually can have an effect. And what was also going on at the same time was there's these well-known uh, institutional investors uh, that had shorts against this stock, meaning that they were betting it was going down. So part of what was fueling this enthusiasm for betting on this particular company was to kind of stick it to these, these hedge funds. And so we saw it starting, I think it was December uh, of 2020, this just massive rise in the the price of of GameStop, which really confused everyone, including myself, and I guess I'd say a lot of other uh, researchers and financial analysts. Where uh, you know I, I look back on my own kind of views at the time, and and I think I thought, oh, this is just a speculative bubble that has to pop at some point, and and certainly it did kind of come down from its its January highs. But uh, over the past year or so, I checked the stock uh, recently. It's still trading, you know, above a hundred dollars, you know, way above where it was, where, um, you know, we see some kind of lasting, uh, impact on the price, despite it at first seeming like just almost like a joke that people were just pushing up a stock price. What was the main, was the main focus to stick it to hedge funds and stuff like that? Well, so, so I think here's where it's, it's, I think what was kind of true in a general sense was that there were a lot of retail investors that was fueling the uh, initial enthusiasm for this uh, uh, positive view on, on this company. Uh, but I think as I've continued to kind of read and understand what, what actually happened, there seems to roughly be 
I'll call it two groups within the retail investor universe, where you have these these traders uh, who I think took pretty sophisticated, well thought out investment hypotheses that said, "Oh, look at this company. You know, it's got enough cash. Here's our beliefs about why we think the current market price is undervalued." And then I think you saw the subset that that really just wanted to join this bandwagon of of trying to um, take down uh, kind of these Wall Street uh, investors. And so it seemed like there was a mix of the two. And and I guess sometimes they kind of get lumped in together. But if you look at what they actually each group was saying, you know, going to any of these forums, you'd realize that there's kind of two different types of arguments for for buying into to GameStop at the time that were pretty different, in, at least in terms of their motivation. And you talked about the stock, you know, being around five bucks when this started. Am I re- remembering correctly? It got up to like four hundred fifty. I mean, it it went bonkers, right? Yeah, exactly. And 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 you know, in terms of uh, yeah, stock market pricing, um, you know, when you have a lot of volume in, in short time periods, that type of really erratic price movements can happen. Now, I think the GameStop uh, episode uh, was particularly special, where I think yes, that degree of price movements is is. Is certainly pretty rare, even in individual stocks. But yeah, it looks like yeah, over three hundred dollars at one point. But uh, yeah, and, and I think that was part of why it really captivated people's uh, attention in, in the media and elsewhere. Now I remember there was also talk, and once again, I'm kind of coming at this as a layman. Like uh, AMC, the movie theater, was that another one that was was that the same type of thing? Was it adjacent? Uh, and were there other? stocks because remember i remember thinking it that this you almost feel like people are going back to their favorite mall in the 80s and just kind of trying to to recreate you know you're, you're absolutely right where following i guess i'll call it the success of gamestop in the sense that the 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 traders uh were able to to increase the the price and 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 were able to cause you know financial uh, distress upon uh investors who had the opposite position uh you yeah you started to see the emergence of of what they uh Commonly call it meme stocks uh, in 2021. Uh, AMC being a, a, another, I guess I'd say, well-known one. That I think was around uh, April in that time period. And I think what what makes a stock a, a meme stock is essentially that you have a group uh, of online investors who uh, essentially find a stock and agree, oh, this is we think this is undervalued, and then through their their own channels try to help push this investment thesis to other retail investors as well. And part of the way they do that is through, you know, funny memes and jokes and things that I think help gather support. And I think that's that's kind of another part about this whole meme stock craze that, that at least I've noticed, which is that the, the investors involved in this space are, are very passionate about their their beliefs or whatever is driving their their trade. There, there's certainly a lot of passion there. And I even read some analysis recently that since you know, a year ago, and since since this was uh, maybe a little more active, uh, a lot of the retail traders who originally got in, you know, maybe just for fun or for jokes, uh, maybe have exited. But there's still a, a core of retail traders who who kind of follow a similar strategy of trying to find these undervalued companies, and and are just as passionate about this type of uh, trading as they were at the time. Do we know? Did people get rich off this? So I don't I haven't seen any systematic evidence, but if you bought GameStop and GameStop in the fall of 2020, uh, you certainly made a lot on that trade, no matter kind of where you maybe sold along the process, or even if you did sell. Where I think that's that's another point too, which is that if if you really did have a strong conviction that this was a good buy and that that 
that I want to own this stock in this company, it's possible that people who bought in back then still haven't sold out and they're still actually participating in, in this, uh, in this asset. So uh, I think certainly some people had to have made money and GameStop being an example, that's still way above its uh, pre meme stock uh, price. You mentioned, you mentioned the the term retail investor multiple times. Can you just give me a quick definition? Is that somebody that uses an app like Robinhood, just an, an average person who doesn't have a broker, who doesn't have a big portfolio? They just kind of do it all on their phone? Yeah. Retail investors, it doesn't have to necessarily be through a, a specific platform, but what makes some of the retail investors, they're just trading on their own behalf. And uh, what the, I guess, other investor types are, uh, you know, I refer to institutional investors, which could mean mutual funds or hedge funds, uh, basically who manage other people's money. And so I think that's maybe the, the, the key distinction there is that a retail trader is trading for their own account uh, and they're the the only person who's involved. So this obviously freaked out, I'm sure, a lot of institutional people. Were there ripple effects? Were there uh, changes made so that the, to try to prevent this or make it more difficult for this to happen? Well, part of the ongoing controversy seemed to be how regulators responded to some of this activity at the time, where you may remember that there was a, a trading halt on GameStop and, and even the feeling that that you know, regulators were kind of coming in to, to, you know, stop this type of activity. And, but that was, I guess you could say kind of reactionary, or that was kind of in the midst of the, 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 the rise. But I think since then, we've certainly seen a change where one thing that the GameStop or the GameStop and the meme state meme stock craze has generally shown is that this potential for retail investors to effectively coordinate through online forums and actually together, because that what also a retail investor is by definition a pretty small investor, meaning that their trading activity shouldn't have much of an impact on 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 any given stock price. Uh, but combine, uh, you know, coordinating together and, and sharing ideas, and then and then following the same trade actually shows that they, as a group, can have pretty large impacts. And I think. Give, combining that with you know the viewpoint among some of those groups that they're trying to you know bet against uh, you know hedge funds or other other large investors that they uh, may be philosophically opposed to uh, the fact is now that we've seen it happen to a large extent uh, now this is something that any sort of investor or large investor who takes a large short position in the company has to be aware that they could potentially their trade could be in jeopardy because. If that stock becomes a, a meme stock, then suddenly their their trade's not going to look so good. And you kind of referenced this earlier, but uh, you know, you talk about like a hedge fund shorting a stock. Can you kind of? They're basically betting and and betting on the idea that the stock's going to go down even further, right? And when it the exact opposite happens on steroids, you're really screwed. Exactly. So when you you know, there's lots of different ways to to bet on stock prices of companies. You can buy the stock, you can sell short the stock, meaning that you're you're effectively betting betting that the stock price is going to go down. But another way that investors in general can take positions is through derivatives options where you when you buy a stock option, there's actually put and call options that give you the same ability to either bet that the stock price is going up or down. And the thing about options is that it's actually a way to Take a more levered position, or take a more uh, uh, extreme position, where if you're right, you can make a lot more money, but also if you're wrong, you can actually get wiped out a lot easier. And that was also part of this craze at the time was that the app Robinhood 
not only made transaction fees super low, but also gave retail investors the ability to trade in and financial derivatives like options, which gave them the abilities to take much larger positions as well as take much larger risks in their, uh, sorry, much, much larger risks in the positions that they actually want to hold. And there was at least one hedge fund that I guess was shorting that uh, a lot of damage was done to this and they're still like in trouble today. I mean, maybe you were talking off the air might not be completely attributed to this, but they were involved. Yeah. I So I was saying that I saw some recent news that the one hedge fund that I think was typically brought up in the news, apparently they had a, they had a, a short position in, in GameStop all the way back from like 2014. So they were kind of long time betting against this company that they thought was fundamentally not worth the, the price. That's the reason they'd, they'd bet against it. Uh, where you know certainly at the time the the activity worked against that individual trade, but yeah, I saw news recently that 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 particular fund actually had had to liquidate some of its funds, which perhaps is part of the the ongoing legacy of some of these positions, and maybe also due to some of the recent market movements as well. But yeah, back to the kind of the earlier point about maybe what what uh, to take away from this experience, or whether some of the ongoing. Um, legacy of this type of event, well, I think any investor in that position now has to at least be worried that that their position could be in jeopardy if it if uh, retail investors coordinate in the opposite direction. What did this mean for GameStop? And let's just put any company that finds itself kind of in this position. I mean, it's obviously good when the stock goes up, but the stock's going up in kind of these weird circumstances. And how do you approach it from a corporate standpoint? Like, I would imagine once you kind of get a handle on it, do you approach it like, is this real? Should we make plans on this kind of how do you handle that? Well, I think with the so and, and here I, I I wouldn't say that I'm 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 an expert or I have a, a super detailed view on kind of exactly how things played out for GameStop. But one of the first things you that I think is absolutely right, which is that if you're one of these companies. You know, having your your stock price go up is certainly something that that you view as positive. Where you know, at the time, I remember there being discussions about now that the stock price is up, maybe they should go and do a, a season deck with the offering, basically sell more shares to the market, given that their stock price is so much higher now, because that would be actually a good place to good way to to raise capital. And in general, another kind of reason that that you'd maybe be happy if you were a company in this type of position is that I think. A lot of these types of trades seems to target companies that are, you know, near or close to bankruptcy. That maybe a lot of people write up as as worthless, and 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 certainly in the case of GameStop, they they were pretty pretty much uh, in a lot of trouble, and a lot of the market participants had essentially assumed that they weren't going to be around for very long. And now, given that they had this rise in their stock price, and I believe they've had some kind of changes uh, in management and changes in strategy. But in general, I mean, they're trading pretty at a much higher stock price now, and their outlook is certainly not as negative as it was before, right? Where I think now the this recent period has given them a time to to think about how they can actually reorganize their company and 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 change their strategy such that they can actually thrive in the future. Where perhaps before this whole meme stock craze, their existing strategy was maybe not going to lead them to to where they want to be. Do you think we will see? more of this or can it ever look the same as it did specifically for GameStop? Because I, if it happens again, if there's another kind of coordinated effort, people will kind of at least have the institutional knowledge of what happened before or maybe not get caught as flat-footed? 
Um, perhaps. So one one other, I guess, takeaway or, or legacy of this this period, aside from showing that this type of activity can happen, is I know there's been some uh, investigations from the SEC and other other regulators into basically how to get a handle on this this type of activity because. Uh, in general, you're not supposed to manipulate stock prices or try to manipulate stock prices. And I think that the concern was that this type of online message board activity could be viewed as market manipulation as opposed to just investors believing or taking a position in what they want to believe. Um, and so I think that's still essentially being sorted out where you know you mentioned GameStop in particular. I think they're kind of past the meme stock stage in the sense that you know they're no longer at this. Uh, you know, on the door of bankruptcy, but certainly any other company in, in that type of position would certainly, uh, uh, yeah, be a potential target for this type of trade. And then I guess we'll see kind of where some of the the regulatory actions happen in terms of whether or not they can even contain uh, any type of future activity that that would be similar. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. 